Welcome into the Roxpile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Roxpile. And as always, I am joined by my friend and fellow co-expert, Kevin Henry, who's on the road again. Kevin, how are you? I'm good in Chicago, Noah. I was here for the White Sox series, here for the Cubs series. Uh, we're doing this on Friday night after the Rockies lost 2-1 to one today at Wrigley Field. And Noah, it was a two-hour and 10-minute game. How about that? That is the 1980 special right there. It was crazy. A 120 first pitch, a 210 game. I'm like, wow, we're already done. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Now, yeah. the thing is, you're, you're going to be at a postseason game here in a few weeks, presumably. And it, it'll be a nine inning game that goes four and a half hours. <laughs> you're exactly right. And, and we'll, you know what we'll say at that point, don't you? That's baseball. That's baseball. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was an interesting game today at Wrigley. The wind was blowing out, but Herman Marquez settled down after a really tough first three batters where he got battered around pretty hard and was down one nothing quickly. Uh, but he matched Marcus Stroman the rest of the way. Uh, and outside of a Ryan McMahon home run, the Rockies just couldn't do anything today against Stroman. Uh, he was on top of his game. And as I wrote in the morning after, that'll be out uh, tomorrow. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, you know, it wasn't that these were the road Rockies hitting. It was just that Stroman was on his game today, maybe more so than he has been in a Cubs uniform, to be honest. And that's the thing. I mean, as well as uh, and personally, at least I think Stroman, did he pitch well? Absolutely. But it's still the road Rockies. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But it's also a Rockies team that flexed against Dylan Cease the other day. So it's 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 one that you don't know which team's going to show up. And I think as you and I have talked about on this podcast, that's one of the things that drives Bud Black a little crazy is what team are you going to get that day? And had Ryan McMahon not hit the solo home run in the top of the sixth and Stroman might have taken a no-hitter into the sixth or seventh, might have gotten a little interesting there at Wrigley Field. And also too, you say that they teed off on Dylan Cease, that relative term. <laughs> yeah, relative for the road Rockies, let's be honest. Hey, here. getting six hits there. and three runs and five innings on the road, that's like getting 14 runs. <laughs> you know, considering, uh, and I think somebody pointed this out on Twitter the other day, the Rockies have beaten Max Scherzer, Max Freed, and Dylan Cease on the road uh, in recent weeks. So go figure that. That's baseball, Kevin. That's baseball, exactly right. <laughs> you know, but one thing that we saw today at uh, Wrigley was Noah Davis making uh, his appearance in the clubhouse. He didn't get in the game today, uh, but Davis is coming from Double A Albuquerque, or sorry, Double A Hartford. And I, the one thing I kept thinking is, it's kind of like Ryan Feltner who made that jump over Triple A to get into the uh, pitching mix for the Rockies. Uh, I don't think that you're going to see Davis used nearly as much as Feltner because he's not going to be a starter, at least right now. He's going to be in the bullpen. And I think Bud Black is really going to be very selective on when he uses Noah Davis uh, in, in any kind of relief role to get his MLB debut. And as we discussed, uh, if you look this time last year, we will have said the same exact thing. With, when they called up Ryan Feltner, it tells you they have nobody in AAA. Right. Period. No, it's true. 
it's true. It was an easy move to make because you're right. The AAA pitching depth certainly isn't there, as well as Davis was already on the 40-man roster. So as Bud Black said earlier today, why not go ahead and give him a couple of weeks to get his feet wet, get him that experience of being on a big league roster, all that good stuff. So how much will he actually pitch over the next two weeks? That really is yet to be seen. But at least they're going to give him that behind-the-scenes look. I would be very shocked if Davis was on the opening man ro- or opening day roster next year, but at least gives him a little bit of seasoning, shall we say, because he'll likely be at AAA next year and at least be ready to help the Rocks at some point. Yeah, I mean, you look at AAA team, and the only guy on the 40-man roster who's a pitcher who is not on the injured list is Ty Block. That's it. Yeah. and. And I think it says something that they didn't bring Ty Block back. You know, I, I think that that says a lot right there. I think that says something that they're looking at younger players like Davis and seeing what they can really contribute. And, you know, this is what Rockies fans have wanted for a long time. You've got Tolia up there. He's playing every day. Bouchard is getting his at-bats. Trejo has stepped in for Iglesias. He's getting a lot of playing time right now as well. You look at a Noah Davis coming up. So the the kids are playing. The kids are on the roster. And they're getting that audition for next season and perhaps even a roster spot in the offseason. Now, something that people have talked about here in the last couple of days, part of it with Noah Davis coming up from Hartford, is Ezekiel Tovar. Yep. Tovar... And I found this very interesting. Well, one, he was, uh, he'd been injured recently. He was in Hartford. And then he was elevated up to AAA Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. And what I find very interesting is that if you look like at the Albuquerque roster, it'll say what injured list they're on. In the minor leagues, it's seven day, uh, Mm -hmm. seven day or 60 day. Um, active and for him it's his rehab assignment with having a rehab assignment does that mean okay when he's quote unquote better and he's healthy is he in the majors this year well the conspiracy theorists shall we say out there are saying that don't forget julius chasin was just uh waived taken off the roster they have a open roster spot right now is that something that they will use with a Tovar toward the end of the season? I would not be surprised, Noah, if that last road trip of the year to San Francisco and then that six-gamer in L.A. that we've talked about so much, what if Chris Bryant and Ezekiel Tovar were both active for that road trip? Don't be surprised if that's the case. And also, too, Ezekiel Tovar is on the 40-man roster. So, see? So they do not have to get rid of a player. They've still got another. Well, yeah, they've already got an open spot. So yeah. it would just be a matter of shuffling the active roster. You're exactly right. Yeah. And that means they could add somebody else mm-hmm. onto the 40 man. So, yeah, they even with Shasin being off, Tovar is already on the 40 man roster. Yeah, I I think that last road trip is going to be a very interesting one to watch. It could be a Rockies team 
that gives you a real good peek at what 2023 could look like. And again, there's a lot of ifs in there, but seeing what we've seen from Chris Bryant here in Chicago, the boot is off. He's throwing. He ran today for the first time. There's a lot of good signs happening. And he said in the media scrum earlier today that the platelet rich plasma exec, uh, sorry, the PRP, let's just call it the yeah. injection into his foot. Uh, it, it did a lot better than he actually expected it to. So it, it's really sped along his recovery. And I will find it even more interesting considering we've talked all year that six game series in LA, mm-hmm. how there the Rockies are going to get crushed there, but the Dodgers now they've already clinched their postseason spot. Right. And by then they are going to have clinched the NL West. Well, well they, they've clinched the West. They're going to, they're going to clinch the best record in the national league. Yep. Because they have, I believe a nine and a half game lead there. Six games against the Rockies. They don't care that when not to mention, they're going to have the buy in the wild card. So they're really going to be able to line up their team the way they want. Yeah. So especially the last three games of the year, you're going to be facing the bench players and the AAA guys of the Dodgers. Yep. The Rockies do well, perhaps. Maybe they actually will. And the thing is with that is, in a way that will be good for Rockies fans of, hey, at least we we split a six-game series at Dodger Stadium or whatever. But that's uh, that's essentially the watered-down Dodgers that, sure. that's going to be the thing. Well, it, de- it depends on if you've got the purple glasses on or not. You know, I mean, you know, I, I think right now, you know, and Ryan McMahon said it today, his goal is to end strong, not only so that he can say he ended strong, but so that other guys in the clubhouse can say Ryan McMahon ended the season strong. And then it gives them confidence in him heading into 2023. And I think the same could be said for Chris Bryant right now. There's a lot of people saying, why would he come back? And I think there's part of this whole, he wants to show the clubhouse. He wants to come back. Yeah. So I, I think that we've all kind of scoffed about him ever coming back and it's his season over and everything else. I think more than ever, after seeing what I saw today here in Chicago, I think more than ever, I think he will be back. And that's why right now they are um, not the most interesting baseball team to watch, but they'll be a little bit more interesting in about two weeks. Sure. And, and I also think that there's a couple of interesting things coming up, especially they could you know, be a real party pooper for the San Diego Padres coming into Coors Field next week. Hate to it, see that. Uh, you would hate to see that. I know. Absolutely. You know, I think that's really the only spoiler per se that the Rockies have left on the schedule. Because uh, like you said, I think the Dodgers will have everything wrapped up by the time that six game series gets here. But all eyes will be on what the Padres do at Coors Field. And we know the troubles they've had in Denver. So who knows? And the thing is with the Padres, I I think part of it was Jace Tingler last year kind of being a deer in the headlights. 
But now you can't blame him because he's not there. No. You know, and, and I will tell you, uh, back at the start of the season, I, I said, I don't know how many times that Bob Melvin was going to be one of the biggest acquisitions for the Padres this year. So the Padres are turning into the Padres again. And, you know, really, if you look at it, best case for them right now is they get to go to St. Louis probably and play the Cardinals in the wild card round. And a Cardinals team that is playing pretty well at the moment. And just think, Bob Melvin has still probably been their best acquisition that they've made. It was oh, not yeah. Juan Soto. Ooh. No, Soto has struggled mightily since he came on board. You know, and and as has Josh Bell. I was going to say, as has Josh yep, yeah, you know, and and there's a lot of things you can read about. Did the Padres or the Brewers win that trade? Blah blah blah. I don't think either Nobody one did very well in it. Exactly. <laughs> it exactly takes right. a long time to tell. <laughs> like yeah. for example, the Rockies and then then the then named Indians and the Ubaldo Jimenez trade. Okay, it took three, four years to see it, have it didn't really work out for either team. We're six weeks out from the trade deadline, and yeah, both teams they both imploded. Yeah, yeah. they have. And it, it's really a race to the bottom of for the final wild card because it's either going to be the Padres or Brewers. Yep. And they might go 0 10 in their last 10 games to do it, both teams, <laughs> but someone yeah. somebody has to win it. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm just sitting there going, you know, the three seed isn't so bad, even though we don't get the buy. Well, this is pretty close to a buy at the moment. Especially when the Mets are going to choke in the postseason. Just saying. And so the Dodgers I... are going to choke too. Hot take. Oh, boy. Well, hey, save the hot take for after the break because, yeah, we're going to look at the postseason picture. We're going to look at the next couple of weeks for the Rockies as well, and we'll see what we can do. Here on the Rocks file, Rockies report. And hey, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling, we are your co-experts for rockspile.com back here on the Rockspile Rockies Report. Noah, we teased the postseason before the break. You gave a couple of hot takes, including the Dodgers and was it uh, the Mets you said? The that Metropolitan. They will joke. So then by a process of elimination, that's leaving the Cardinals and the Braves in there. Are you saying those are one of the teams to beat right now in the NL? Correct. I am. <laughs> I would say braves probably over the cardinals but they're close do the braves hold off the mets or do the mets hold off the braves in the nl east i'd have to look at their schedules to see but i i would tend to lean mets because i know they've got a really easy schedule well they there's a three game set in hotlanta and i know you folks in atlanta love it said that way in the ATL, right at the end of the season, Mets at Braves. Man, all eyes are going to be on that series, I tell you. Yeah, the, there are those three there. And then Atlanta plays Philadelphia seven more times. The Phillies are licking their chops, maybe, too. Now, looking, I'm looking at the strength of the schedule right now. Okay. Absolutely hilarious how easy Seattle's schedule is. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's up well six for again, the oh, Six against Oakland, okay. four against Detroit, three against the Royals, four against the Angels, three against the Rangers. That's your schedule. That's not too bad. <laughs> I take that. 
yeah, I think the Mariners are going to get their postseason drought finally uh, break that this year. Their opponents the rest of the way have a 393 winning percentage. Wow. 393. <laughs> the Twins are 26th for comparison, and their opponents have a 467 winning percentage. You know, one thing that I was talking to our friend Thomas Harding from MLB.com about in the press box today is that there's been so much attention on the Yankees and, oh, they're collapsing and, oh, you know, all the, the pain that's going on. And then the weirdness that's happened in the AL Central, it's like we've almost forgotten the Astros were over there. Yeah. The AL West, you know, because they've already pretty much got the division wrapped up, obviously. Yeah. So the Astros, it's weird to say, it feels like they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. And they shouldn't be because they're the best team in the American League. Agreed. They yeah. are by record, and they are in the postseason. Yankees yet, are going to choke. And yet, how much are we talking about the Astros? That's that's the weird yeah. thing. Yeah. So and that's and that's the thing. And granted, there are upsets each year, quote unquote upsets in the postseason of the five series last year, or the nine series, I should say, uh, two wild card rounds, um, and then well, the DSs, and then the uh, CS, as I should say. Um, so not, uh, there were, there were five upsets in the rounds last year. Yep. This year, I'm not sure that, I mean, the Dodgers, I, I, I guess that's an upset. I, I don't think of it as an upset though, because what have they done on the postseason outside of 2020? Nothing. Right. <laughs> And I, I think our colleague called the pens, Dave Hill said it best there. They very well may very well may be the nineties Braves. I think that's very accurate. Honestly, it very well could be, you know, so if you look ahead, let's, let's focus on national league for a minute here, because if you look ahead and let's say that standing stay as they are right now, you got the Cardinals as the three seed. You've got the Padres coming in as a six, as we talked about before the break. That four-five series is going to get the winner, or the winner of that one's going to get the Dodgers. So is that where you're looking into the crystal ball and saying the Dodgers are going to fall in that one? Or are you thinking it's going to take till the NLCS for the Dodgers to actually get knocked off? Division series. Wow. Interesting. Because I think Atlanta is going to win the wild card. Well, because if you look at the schedule, I mean, Atlanta, they have a relatively easy schedule, but they do have seven against Philadelphia. Yep. The Mets have three against the Braves, three against the um, three against the Brewers, but they also have three against the Nationals, three against the A's, two against the Marlins and Padres or Padres Pirates. So that that's a pretty easy schedule. In fact, that is the third easiest schedule in all the baseball Braves. Like I said, they face the Philly seven more times. So fairly easy schedule, but I think the, assuming it stays as it is yep. what I would go with Cardinals and the wild card facing the Mets Cardinals yep. win that. Okay. Phillies and Braves Braves win it. They face the Dodgers on their, and they win that series as well. So I think it will be a Cardinals-Braves championship series. 
is it so weird to think that the Braves are going to be a wild card after the way they're playing right now? I mean, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. And I mean, it it would be, it would be weird, especially because if that happens, everything else stays the same, then the Braves and Cardinals would not go to the championship together. True. So, so yeah, but but if if the way the things look now, I I think it would be Cardinals and Braves. But what do you think? Yeah. Of you know, I think a lot of the a lot of how this is going to fall determines on who wins the NL East. If the Braves win the NL East, I think the Mets could drop out in the wild card round. Yeah. I absolutely do. Uh, I think that their pitching and their health right now uh, is a big question mark. And if they get past the wild card round, knowing that they probably got to pitch their top pitchers to get past it, then I think they've got a big disadvantage in the NLDS. So uh, I think I think our friends at the .com, fansided.com's MLB site, uh, talked about how important it was for the Mets to get those that buy, to get the off day and not have to play in the wild card. So I think if the Braves catch them, I, I think that that may doom the Mets right there. What do you think of the American League? I'm like you. I don't think there's anybody that's going to beat the Astros. I, I absolutely don't. Uh, I I love what the Mariners are doing. I I love the stories that are going on there. But if you look at what the Yankees have done, if Aaron Judge isn't hitting, I don't have any faith in, in the Yankees in the postseason. And I think the Astros are just a very well-balanced team and a balanced team that's going to get Justin Verlander back too. So... In fact, I, I believe he was activated today. Yeah, so I, I don't have I don't see any holes in that team. I absolutely don't. And when they did activate him, they sent down a reliever by the name of Seth Martinez. Seth Martinez has an ERA of two oh nine on the season. Tough break. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. Rockies would love to have some of that. Loves the Rockies would love to send down a guy like that. Hey, let's spin it to the Rockies real quick here before we wrap up because we talked, we teased a little bit about what to look for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we also talked about is Bryant coming back? Is Tovar going to be called up? You know, who are going to be the guys that they really look at? You know, one thing that I've I've noticed, Connor Joe finally got a start today at DH, by the way, which I thought was really good to see. He didn't produce a lot, but at least he got some at bats. I think there's going to be a lot of Montero. I think there's going to be a lot of Tolia. I think there's going to be a lot of Bouchard. I think there's going to be a lot of youth played over the next two weeks as the Rockies really try to figure out what they're going to do with the roster in the offseason. And when that happens, you see a lot less Hampson. You see a lot less of the guys who maybe are on the bubble. Sam Hilliard's going to be stuck in AAA. He's not going to get a shot back up. So I think the Rockies are really looking at this next generation and then trying to figure out where Hampson or Hilliard, you know, as we've talked about before, do they even fit on the roster? By the way, the last time that Connor Joe started in a game was the doubleheader in Cincinnati. Yep. September 4th. Yep. I'm, I'm telling you, whenever they announced him today as a DH, I was like, oh, okay. All right. You know, it and this it's just been a nightmarish second half for Connor Joe. It, it absolutely has. And unfortunately, I think he's a guy that they're really going to look at next year as is he a guy that's got a place on this team? 
first half Connor Joe would say yeah. Second half Connor Joe would say nah. So and that's that, what I'm that's the thing with the Rockies in the outfield. Okay, there there are um some people with the uh purple uh pom-poms out and the purple glasses on who think, oh, well, they've got a ton of outfielders, so they're totally fine. No, they're not. Yeah. Quantity over uh, – right now they have quantity over quality. Yep. Agreed. And as you talk with Bill Schmidt, that's something they're looking at. Yeah. A center fielder and a leadoff hitter. That's what they're hoping to find, and they're hoping that's the same person. Now, I found that very interesting for Bill Schmidt to say that. And you can read our comments on rockspell.com, our interview with him. But, you know, Jonathan Daza has played well this year. You know, he he has. Is Jonathan Daza going to slide over to left and they're going to find somebody in center? You know, what does that do to Gritchick's playing time? Are they going to move him over to right and have Chuck as the DH? If that's the case, what are you going to do with Tolia because Crohn's at first base? You know, there, there's a lot of moving pieces here that I think that's very interesting to watch. And don't forget Chris Bryant, too. I mean, oh, I've heard of that guy. That's right. If you have Bryant and left, you have player X in center, and we'll say Daz is in right. Blackman's not out there. Joe's not out there. Hilliard's not out there. Tolia's not out there. Richick's not out there. Yep. 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 I and agree. A platoon somewhere. But now, and granted, somebody will be DHing, but it makes me really wonder are they going to try to trade CJ Crown? Could they look to trade a Randall Gritchick? Dare I say Charlie Blackman? Yeah. And, and the one thing that how Bill Schmidt ended the conversation with me, and I think he alluded to you in Milwaukee as well, is that he was open to trades. He was open to doing something with trades, either boost pitching or boost the lineup, one of the two. Yeah, so. and as he said to me, and paraphrasing, you can never have too much pitching. Yep. Rocky saw that this year. Absolutely. They do not have enough pitching, period. So, hey, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, make sure you're following Noah, me, what we're doing at Rockspile, at RocksPileFS on Twitter. Uh, Noah and I are contributing to RocksPile.com, CallToThePin.com, as well as Fansided.com's MLB site. Uh, if you want to read Rocky stuff, obviously, absolutely, place to go is RocksPile.com. You want to check out our thoughts on Dodgers, Yankees, Padres, anybody else, uh, check out Call of the Pin and the .com site as well, Fansided.com slash MLB. Noah, as we wrap up, anything else, man? American League, we were talking about that. You had your thoughts on that? Again, I think Astros, I don't be surprised if the Yankees are out in the division round. Yep, I think if Aaron Judge goes cold, the Yankees will go cold. That's, that's I think it. even yeah. if he's hot, the team will I think go so. Cold. Interesting. All right. Well, hey, we're going to be back with another podcast, obviously, before that. We're going to break down the rest of the series in Chicago, as well as what we saw. It should be a very interesting final homestand with the Padres and Giants coming in. So, for my friend and colleague, Noah Yingling, this is Kevin Henry. And as always, we remind you, go Rockies. <laughs>